This is Hope FM. Well, you'll know that there's many, many competitions in terms of the the whole beauty of an individual and, and Miss England is one competition like that. It's not necessarily just a beauty contest, but it's actually about inner beauty, it's about public service, a whole range of things. Now, the best person to discuss this with is actually Miss Poole herself, uh, who actually has held the title from 20. 18. Now, have I got that right, Sam? You have, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I am the current Miss Paul and I'm the only Miss Paul and I have an indefinite title within Miss England. Now, before we talk about what you had to go through to get that title, what was it that attracted you to the competition in the first place? Well, it was very much the fact that it's not just about beauty, like I'm someone that's a firm believer in it's all on the inside more than the outside. You know, when you get to 90 years old, you're not going to be, you know, stunningly in- incredible anymore, are you? You're just going to be you. So it's very much kind of the beauty is is within, with in, in my eyes. And when I looked at Miss England, it was something that actually my mum had seen online. And she said, oh, that's perfect for you. Because at the time I was doing a lot of charity work even even before entering Miss England. I mean, of course, obviously there's a, there was a lot of controversy, particularly around the Miss World competition, wasn't there, where it, it was a wee bit sort of all about, you know, physical looks. Mm. As a, as a, although yeah. I, I guess all the other things were taken into account as well, but certainly it, it didn't have the best of reputation. So it's great that things have moved over the years, isn't it? Yes, yeah, absolutely. And that's, and that's what I love about it, very much so. So what did you have to go through then to put yourself forward? Were there sort of heats and so on? Uh, So much. Um, You know, it's not just, like I said, it's not not just about beauty anymore. It's about being that that all-rounder. So we had to raise money for charity. We had to attend events. Um, We had to do, at the time, we did a fair trade bake-off. So I had to to bake scones and um you know there was so much to it and it was it was fantastic and you know I I made lifelong friends as well and that's what I love about it is it's not just about oh well she's the most beautiful girl there it's like well no you have to jump through hoops to win that title you don't just get given it it's you know if you're an all-rounder if you're charitable Um, if you're approachable you know that sort of thing and that's what I loved about and I you know I still do love about the Miss England organization. So how did they finally assess you and 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 eventually of course award you the title? Uh, So I became Miss Dorset in 2017 um, and then I competed at the Miss England finals um, at the end of 2017 and uh, won the social media title, um, which I then was lucky enough to go to Sri Lanka. And um, we actually went out to help with a crisis that was out there at the time where there was a lot of flooding. So there was so many different elements to Miss England, like I said, that I absolutely loved. You know, it's not just about, oh, look at me. It's not even about that. It's about how many people can I help, you know, with my with my title, with my stature at that time. And there are so many amazing things that that you can do. You just got to go out and do it. Um, So basically, then I came back and I competed as Miss Social Media. And I won various different titles, Miss Popularity, 
Um, and then the the main title, which I loved, was they named me Miss Paul. And at the time, it was Miss Paul 2018. And I then went out and I said to myself, right, I'm going to go and raise more money. I'm going to go and attend loads of events. So, you know, throughout my reign, I, I attended over 750 events um, and I raised over £50,000 jumping out of aeroplanes, um, doing a wing walk, doing some pretty, pretty crazy stuff, which I loved. Um, and basically Miss England then awarded me with two indefinite titles and that was Miss South Coast Charity Queen and Miss Paul and they will be my titles, you know, hopefully for forever as for as long as I live. Um, but you know, it's, it's basically because of how hard I worked, you know, to win those titles. And I guess you find the whole thing incredibly fulfilling, you know, because I didn't mean to go to somewhere mm. like Sri Lanka and, and as you said, meeting you know, other people from all over the world and so on. Gosh, yeah. and, I mean, it, it must have really been a, a, a real challenge, but also, you know, fulfilling for you. Oh, very much so. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm, I'm someone that's always been approachable someone that's always gone and said hello to everybody in the room whether I know them or not and you know when you're holding that title you are representing almost the Miss England organization the brand um so you know I'm always very much go and speak to everybody and find out about everybody um and I absolutely loved it and it it's very it's a very social thing to do you know like I said this whole raising money meeting new people that's that's very me and everyone always says I'm like a very social butterfly I kind of just flitter around the room and go and say hello to everybody and have a little laugh with everyone and it's just it's lovely this is Hope FM now of course that, that winning a title holding a title and so on is fantastic it's a great achievement but for you of course it had a terrible negative side to it because you became the victim of someone who was stalking you how did this whole Mm. experience how did it start so you know it started with social media like like anything really you know you could follow anyone on social media and you know it could be absolutely anyone you never really know um and this this person just started following me on um facebook and uh, I thought nothing of it. So, you know, accepted his friend request. And then I started getting messages on my Facebook. Oh, you look beautiful today. Where are you? How are things? You know, I support you. And again, thought nothing of it. And it wasn't until, you know, various different events later um, that he was doing Facebook lives, looking for me, you know, going, oh, where's Samantha Bumford today? You know, just very, um, very strange. And so then going very, up- very intrusive. Yeah, very. And, and you know, the bottom line of it all is really is, you know, everyone really knows stalking as an ex-partner that's become obsessed. And, you know, this was not an ex-partner. People say to me, well, oh, did you date him? Did did you did you have something with him? And I'm like, no, absolutely nothing whatsoever. And, uh, you know, very much. I was always very um, amicable. You know, I'm, I'm very professional when I speak to anybody. Um, and it was, you know, never inappropriate, never, you know, you know, he'd say to me, oh, you look incredible. You look so beautiful. And I'd just say, oh, thank you. That's very sweet of you, you know. Um, and, it's, and it's quite a scary process because, you know, you just kind of think, I used to think that everybody was so lovely and that I could trust everyone. And it's very much opened my eyes to the fact that you cannot. At what point did you realise, hold on a minute, this this is a wee bit more <laughs> than, than just friendly communication? Well, I was working as a as a manager of a nursery at the time in Bournemouth. 
Um, and I'd put it on my social media that I was, you know, starting a new job and it was all very exciting. Um, and the more first morning I started this job, he followed me down the road shouting my name and then pushed me into a corner. And at the time, I'd obviously blocked him on my social media. I, you know, I'd, I'd got rid of him a week prior um so I was quite shocked to see him and he was in my face saying well you need to unblock me you know why why did you block me and I was like whoa okay then this is a bit far and I called the police that day within 24 hours you know he was behind bars being questioned but of course that didn't stop it did it no you know this guy had 19 previous convictions I went into court um I remember sitting with my dad and absolutely crying my eyes out in the courtroom when they announced, well, you know, you have 19 previous convictions. And it was just like, what? He has how many previous convictions? How is that even possible? Why? And and why am I now a victim of this? You know, so many things going through my head and it was just absolutely awful. You know, I'll never, ever forget that moment. It was just terrifying. So Sam, how, how did it affect you? It affected me massively, you know, um, from kind of friendships to, to relationships. And even now, you know, I always say to my other half, there's still some sort of trust issues um, behind it all because, you know, you just it's, it's quite a scary thing to go through. You start questioning everyone's intentions and, you know. It, yeah, it, it's awful, and it, and it, you know, in the beginning of of my relationship, it, it did, it did was it was very detrimental to us because, you know, obviously it's it's a weird thing being with someone who's who's been stalked by, like I say, it wasn't my partner, so very strange. Yeah, it, it affected my life massively. I was always kind of looking behind me, thinking, oh God, is he there? And you know, checking social media, making sure, you know, whereas before I would be like, oh, I'm going out to, for example, the Bournemouth Air show. And, and you know, that next minute he'd, he'd be there. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So okay. how did the whole thing eventually come to a conclusion? I mean, I, I know you eventually you got some help, didn't you? Mm, I put him in prison a couple of times. Um, <laughs> it, it, it got to the point where it was getting silly. So um, I, I actually have an indefinite restraining order over him, which is, you know, very, very rare in, in the courts um, that they ever give that out. They only give it out if they are concerned. And obviously this guy had pre 19 previous convictions. So they were only too happy to say he has an indefinite restraining order so he can never come near me so you know in time when I have you know when I'm married and I have children he can't come near me can't come near my family nothing and it's you know it's 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 very much a relief in, in my eyes because you know it it is it is frightening I just sort of think well is he ever going to give up so as you look back on that and maybe somebody's experiencing what you went through, what what sort of advice would you give folk who maybe are experiencing what you have already walked through? Yeah, I mean, my, my advice is, you know, um, very much... <laughs> go straight to the police you know I, that's something that I massively do regret and I always say I don't regret anything in life but apart from not going to the police earlier um, and there are you know there are things out there that can that can help you know you first have been absolutely fantastic and I'm and I'm very lucky because actually I've been linked with them and you know I'm not someone that gives up if, if something affects me I want to help others so you know, I'm very lucky that I've got the support of David Sidwick at the moment. You know, the amount of times he's been on the phone to me saying, right, you know, I'm going to help you. This is what we're going to do. And he's put me in touch with fantastic people um, to, to, to be able to help. You know, my advice is 
very much, you know, shout about it, contact the police, be like, look, I'm being, I think I'm being stalked, you know, get it out there and then speak to people, get the advice. What do you think of this situation? You know, people were saying to me, Sam, be careful, you know, something's not right. And I didn't listen. Listen, if people are saying to you, be careful of this person, be very careful. Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the radio today, and I'm I'm so I'm so pleased, and thank you for all the the engagement, of course, that you've been doing community wise, and sure. and which of course is still continuing. What have you got on your? I mean, it's been a funny year, hasn't it, this last uh, year? But <laughs> yes. I, I guess that as we come out of the COVID thing, have you have you got a busy diary? Um, I I haven't just yet, but I am starting to plan. Like I want to. Well, I'm I'm planning to do another skydive for Help for Homeless Veterans, which is a charity I work with, um, and the Dorset Cancer Care Foundation. I'm planning on doing a lot more crazy things. I mean, I've recently swam with sharks. Um, this was last year, obviously before the pandemic and everything. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely want to do some more crazy, crazy things to raise money for, for some fantastic charities. <laughs> Sam, you, you're an absolute star. Thank you so much. And come back on the radio Pleasure. again and, and tell us, you know, about yeah, as we get a bit closer to some of those daredevil events. Absolutely. Yeah, I'd love to. Thank you for having me today. Thank you, Sam. Bye-bye. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.